listen to the Cosmopolitan Hour. Hey, I'm somebody from the room, see the room 100 times, and you're listening, Cosmopolitan Hour, whatever you're listening, they listen well, okay? I'm Tommy Wiseau, have a groovy time, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we are for episode 65, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yes. so, yes. And I think after after listening to the, one of the last episodes, um, I've made a resolution um, that I will purchase a microphone for this thing because Good. I'm realizing that the sound quality is not great and it's yes. kind of like listening to people in a bar, <laughs> which <laughs> it is, that. which is fine, but I think that rather than, I figure it would probably be possible to like run our recordings through some kind of editing software and like reduce the background noise but i do as much as as GarageBand will allow yes i think like i figure mike could probably get the noise for background levels pretty low but Mm -hmm. that's probably more trouble than just buying a microphone that will allow us to record it with us more in the foreground Yes. So I'm going to do that. We and could alternately record in a studio, but that wouldn't be as much. For that, fun yeah. As going to a bar. Yes, I, I enjoy this much better. Yes. Yes. Um, so here we are again in Vesuvio, and uh, I apologize in advance if I'm a little distracted because I'm staring directly at the San Francisco Giants versus the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay, St. Louis. Whatever. Whatever. Two recent World uh, Series champions facing yes. down each other. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the Giants, speaking you were of the talk Giants, yes. Yeah, so today, better today, the day that we are recording this is June the first, two thousand eleven, and it is the day that the Giants released their video for the It Gets Better project. The first national. Uh, first major league baseball team to do so. The first sports team, I think, period. Indeed. Yes. So, I wonder why that is. Yeah, well, apparently they the idea came from a fan who started a petition to get uh-huh. the Giants to make a video. Awesome. And the Giants were obviously receptive and, nice. uh, and decided to do it. And, uh, you know, I know that... Uh, some people are not into major league sports, and I know that I've felt this way in the past too. They think that it's, you know, kind of weird to just like arbitrarily support a bunch of overpaid, <laughs> you know, athletes because they happen to be from your town, and they're not even from your town. They're, you know, paid to be in your right. town and represent your town. And you know, I think I think to a large degree that's kind of true. I mean. I certainly don't think that professional athletes deserve the, the salaries that they make, by and large. Um, but you know, like I have to say, in a world that is really not very receptive to the interests of gay and lesbian and yeah. transgendered and queer people, um, I think it's a pretty bold move for a Major yes. League Baseball team. I mean, baseball is generally a pretty conservative sport to step up and, and to say, you know, like, that we are in support of you guys. Yeah. You know, speaking to the LGBTQ yeah. youth out there who, who are the target audience. Or as, um, I forget which player it was, but uh, as he put it, the LGBTs. Right. Like he kind of slurred <laughs> over it. He's like, trans, uh, young youth and LGBTs can be harassed in school. Was he the, the like, the big corn-fed looking dude? Yeah, totally. That's Matt Kane. he's okay. a pitcher. And he totally, like, I was so pleased to see him in that video because he totally looks like, I'm pretty sure he is from, like, the Midwest. Right. Like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a typical looking baseball player, <laughs> you know, really. How did you suddenly get, like, so into baseball and you know more about the Giants than I do? Because I'm forced to watch all the games pretty much whenever I Because you have a, a husband with, like, an obsessive personality. Yeah, like, that's really, really, that's really a into lot something. of it. But also, I mean, watching, watching the you Giants. You probably know all the names of the Insane Clown Posse, too. No, I don't, actually. Uh, thankfully. And, I all the names that of, one out. All of Jimmy Buffett's pet parents. I also tune that out. I tune out the stuff that annoys me. But okay. I like the Giants in my own right. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you like the Giants. Yes. In your They're. I don't know. It's watching them is kind of like watching 
I don't know. Almost like a sitcom. I mean, you, but like a, a good sitcom, it's like ongoing. You, I mean, you get to know the characters' kind of personalities. And, uh -huh. You know, you root for them, and you kind of know what's going on in their lives. And, it's a telenovela. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, obviously not as dramatic. But, though, except for when Buster Posey broke his foot. Yeah, was we were Mike and I were at that game and we saw him get Buster Posey is the catcher for um, the Giants and he was he was the Major League Baseball's Rookie of the Year uh, last year. This is his second year playing in the Major League and he is amazing. And um, and he has an amazing name. Yes, he does have an amazing name. Um, and uh, and he was uh, trying to catch a guy stealing home and the person, the runner ran into him and he took a really bad uh, fall and broke his, uh, broke his leg and tore some ligaments in his ankle. Yeah, I saw the, um, the picture of the exact moment his leg was breaking in the, in the paper and it was just it's like, horrible. yeah, it was like one of those things you look at and you just can't stop looking at it because yeah. you're like, this isn't right. That's right. not, it's not supposed to look like that. Right. And you, you keep staring at it, trying to make sense of it. You can't look away. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, uh, I'm planning to, uh, purchase, there's a new t-shirt that has come out, uh, <laughs> not, not. MLB official sanctioned stuff, but somebody, a local designer, designed a t-shirt um, entitled The Dreamcatcher, which has a picture of a dreamcatcher with like black and orange feathers and then Buster Posey's face in his giant cap, like looking <laughs> off into the distance in the middle of the dreamcatcher. Oh my god. It's kind of amazing. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. You're a nerd. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not a nerd, I'm a jock. Yeah, you're a jock. That's what I am. Um, first the P90X and now yeah. baseball. So it's email time? Yeah. Okay. Um, pick one, anyone. Well, I'll pick the one closest to me. Okay. This is another email from Tracy, who has emailed us many times before. Um, we should give some kind of special status to people who yeah. email us a bunch of times. Stalkers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we could like make buttons or something, and if yeah. you send us five emails or something, then we will send you a button that says like, I don't know, something, something yes. funny that we'll think of. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Okay, good. So email us, and <laughs> with every fifth email, then we will send you something. Maybe a free coffee. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll do something. Anyway. I think some terms and restrictions may apply. Like you can't send us emails of, of like dick pictures. Right, no dick pictures. Yeah, unless, unless they're like really good dick yeah, pictures. Yeah. If they're like particularly interesting besides yeah. like... But they still won't the, count. Right, yeah. they, right. Right. And we might post them on our website. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tracy writes, um, she explains her diet to us, which, and then she we says, were debating whether or not she was vegan. Yes. Yes. We couldn't remember. Yes. Um, so the anyways. The answer is she's trying. Yes. <laughs> and good for and her. It is good for her. My, my response to that, of course, is to just do it. <laughs> Tracy, we know you can, um, but we will still love you, even if it takes you a while. Of course. Indeed. Um, but it's really not that hard. So, um, but we still love you. <laughs> the two sides of me on this debate are really like fighting Struggles. over this. I'm like, okay, I need to wind it down, but I don't want to wind it down on that note. Um, anyway, Tracy says um, that she's surprised that we haven't touched on Mr. Con Artist, meaning Mr. Camping, meaning yes. Harold Camping. Yes. The, uh, the progenitor of the end of the world. Yes. Um, Which is now rescheduled for October 21st. Yes. So I think we should talk about that. God filed a motion to continue. Yes. <laughs> legal, legal humor. Legal nerds. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so Tracy tells us when she's going to be in town, and I'm not going to tell you yet. Yeah. And then, only we are allowed to stop her. Yes, of course. Um, and then she says, by the way, you guys never finished your very intense burrito debate. I am very partial to lettuce on everything, including burritos. Whoa. So we do have to yeah. have to have this. Well, I've so... changed my opinion. Whoa! Yeah. 
Okay. Not on lettuce. Startling flip flop. Not on, on lettuce, side. but on the best burrito. I think I've, okay. I think I've okay. changed my mind. Well, uh, it, it, it is such an intense debate that we did indeed have to split it up over several episodes because condensing it into one episode might yes. cause damage, especially if you're listening on an iPod and you right. put the earbuds in. It could, we wouldn't want the intensity yeah. to like rupture your eardrums or cause some kind yeah. of intracranial bleed. Yeah, or hallucinations, right. like from the vibrations and, right. in your brain folds. Um, God, I'm gonna need to like go get a burrito. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna have any. So yeah, it. we can we can revisit the the burrito thing with your startling turnaround. Right. Yes. We'll yes. talk about we'll talk about burritos after. Good. Good. Um, okay. So I'm uh, I'm eagerly anticipating the reveal. I felt I needed to clarify. Tracy continues. On the hand-raising kittens. There is a trend of hand-raising kittens, and some people are actually taking them away from their mommies, which I'm very against. I'm just about as much against that as I am declined. I only took the ones where the mom couldn't be found. If you go on my Facebook, there are a ton of pictures under the rescue album, including a baby skunk we took in. Oh. It's very brave and very sweet. (laughs) One last thing. I loved your judgment tangent about what some of the people were wearing. So I do that all the time, and I get this mixed feeling of being an asshole and amused at the same time. Yeah. Sadly, the temptation has been removed today. We're not sitting by the window. Yeah, we're sitting in the bar. you can judge the baseball players, but that's yeah. kind of boring. Um, but we're glad that you like that kind of stuff, yeah. because I know that sometimes when, when I'm doing it, I'm like, I can't help myself yeah. commenting on some like crazy outfit that walks yeah. by. I'm like, oh, how interesting is this to wear? Yes. It's one of the very few times that I ever think about that. Yeah, I was when I was editing it, I was like, should I even keep this in? Jesus Christ. They're horrible. Um, but it reminded me of this game that I played with some friends. We were sitting, uh, it was years ago, we were sitting uh, in like uh, the patio of a pizzeria mm-hmm. in Fort Collins, Colorado, oh. for some weird reason. And so we were just, and it was like a beautiful summer day and there were lots of people downtown. And so we would just like, you know, look at the different people you would see downtown and then like guess what their favorite music was. And it was a good game. I know, it was really fun. Like, my friend Jennifer thought it was really mean. And she was like, this was horrible. I thought it was really mean. It was oh totally my God. Up. And I was like, no, it was totally funny. But um, I don't know. It, it was a good time. We should play that game sometime. You know what we should do is we should play that game and we should get a third man. Or, like, a, an extra a man. No, not a rep. Well, sort of a rep. Somebody who will, like, stand nearby where uh-huh. we're sitting with a clipboard and pretend to be conducting a survey Ooh, and nice. asking people what their nice. favorite music is. You're like just to the next level. Well, I mean, think about it. It's, it would be easy to just be like, I'm a music student and yeah. I'm doing a <laughs> survey for my ethnomusicology class. I mean, all you have to do is say that you're a student and yeah, people will true, help you. True. It's true. I've I've yeah. made good use of that line. And you know how you can buy almost anything you want? Um, just tell somebody you're filming a movie or uh, you're putting on a play. Okay. All right. And then you can be like, I need a high school graduation tassel from 1974 right. in the colors of green and purple. All right. It's for a movie. Right. Yeah. That's good to know. These yeah. are good life hacks. Yeah. We should, yeah, you know, we should have a, a segment where we tell people how to better yeah. live their lives, and we'll call it yes. Life Hacks, but with like H-A-X. Whoa, because we're yeah. extreme. Maybe H-A-X-Z. Whoa. Whoa. I like what we think. Yeah. We're moving at breakneck speed here. I, I didn't do anything all day. I had a very unproductive day where I just like kept getting interrupted and then <laughs> had like major motivational issues and then like a bazillion false starts. So, um, shit, the Giants back catcher just totally fucked up a play. Um, anyway, sorry, that's probably not as entertaining as the bad fashion asides. Um, but, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I'm on fire because I have all yeah. this like dis- misplaced energy, creative energy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good, good. I know. Wow. Oh, you missed it by a mile. I am. That was a good slide, though. That was a good slide. I gotta hand it to the the St. Louis Cardinals. By the filthy Cardinal. Yeah, boo. St. 
who lives, I'm sorry if anybody who listens to this lives in St. Louis or likes St. Louis, but I've been to St. Louis. I don't know what the fucking deal is. No. Like, it's, they have there's a baseball nothing team. to do there. That's because all everybody does is watch baseball. It's, Whereas in San Francisco, everybody watches baseball and does a hundred other fun things. That's true. Yes. I think Every, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yes. Case closed. We just have a lot less time. Yeah. Um, I guess the people of St. Louis have a, like get a lot of sleep. Also in St. Louis, I couldn't find anything fun to do there. Like it was on a road trip, and I was uh-huh. driving around with uh, my ex. And you know, like we kept trying to find the cool neighborhood, right, like right. the college neighborhood, or like the you know the take me to where the cheesy... kids drink. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Couldn't find any any neighborhood. You know, it was just like houses and buildings, and then like a downtown that was totally abandoned and empty. And then, but there was no like shops. Like I couldn't even find the yuppie neighborhood or the right. scary neighborhood. It was or just, it was just. It was like the outer sunset for an entire Exactly. City. It was so weird. I did find like a little farmer's market that was closing up as I arrived. Oh, okay. So e- there wasn't even anything to do there. But I did notice one of the stands was selling fresh possum. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you know what so, people do. Yeah. They watch baseball and they eat possum. They probably deep fry it in their backyard in like a barrel. Well, well. If anybody lives in St. Louis, please update me and let me know if I'm right. Yeah. And um, are there vegan possum substitutes available that we can try? I yeah, I would definitely try vegan possum substitutes for sure. I would do for the hell out of that. <laughs> I don't have a backyard. I would I would be willing to also accept uh, vegan substitute squirrel and or raccoon. Okay. But I draw the line at vegan substitute rat. Okay, that's 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 good. That sounds that sounds totally reasonable to me. So should we should we discuss the uh, the issues of this email before doing that, or should we? Good idea. Okay. (laughs) Well, so so let's let's talk about burritos. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. So let's recap. Roll up our sleeves. Let's recap our our debate. So. Basically, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that I can really go through all the details, but the two the two major points. Right. Erica, are you for or against lettuce in burritos? When the context is appropriate, I am for lettuce. Okay. What what is the appropriate context? The appropriate context is if um, if you are confident in, in that you can sit down and totally demolish that burrito in one sitting. If you can own that burrito in one sitting, then go for the fresh lettuce. But the the fresh lettuce is not for a wilting flower. Right. Because it will wilt as well. Right. So if you are going to take your burrito and perhaps take it home for a midnight snack or save half for tomorrow's lunch, um, lettuce is not the ticket. Okay. That is my stance. All right. And so... What is the best burrito in San Francisco, according to you? You know, I don't, I don't know that I objectively have a, the best burrito. There are definitely those that I think are my favorites. Okay. What are your, what are your favorites? My favorites are, are the burritos at El Toro and Ponto Villa, which are essentially the same restaurant, so they count as one. Um, uh, La Corneta, I've had some of their stuff. It's very good. Okay. Um, I've, I've never even been there. Yes. Where is um, it? It's in the Mission. Okay. I think it's like 23rd Mission or something like that. Okay. Um, El Farolito, I've had a, a few of their things, which, you know, it's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, generally my go-to burrito place is uh, El Toro. Okay. Okay. And, and I am kind of staunchly against papalote. I know that's very debatable because yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of a hot topic in, right. in San Francisco is whether right. or not you're, you're pro or con papalote. Right. And I'm kind of con. I don't see what the big deal is. Well, so I guess to, to recap mine, I, I am anti-lettuce. <laughs> I just don't really like it. And I feel like... I just feel like it's kind of, like burritos are dense, you know, and like tomatoes work in burritos because they're dense, and like onions dense, and the beans are dense, and the rice is dense, and if you get avocado, whatever. But lettuce is just kind of like, I don't know, it's like 
to... Uh, it's like, you know, have you ever gotten like a pint of ice cream? Yeah. And you're eating it, and then you come to like an air pocket that was like inside, <laughs> and you're just like, what the hell? I just got chipped of all this ice cream. And that's kind of how I feel about lettuce and burritos. But you know, the air pocket and the ice cream is unexpected. You know, if you order a burrito with lettuce in it, you know right. what you're gonna do. Well, generally, I mean, sometimes you just get it by mistake because you order yeah, like that's true. At, at El Toro, I order the vegetarian burrito D, which uh -huh. comes with lettuce, tomato, and avocado, and I tell them no lettuce. But sometimes they fuck it up. So sometimes it is unexpected, and then I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Um, but that's my stance on lettuce, and then my, my favorite burrito um, would be El Toro, and I would I would pick, except that I'm going to change. This is okay. this is my okay. previous Whoa. favorite burrito, and it's still up there. But, so El Toro, I would pick over Pancho Villa, because wow. despite the, the, the fact that the stuff that goes into the burrito is pretty much the same, yes. The salsa bar at Pancho Villa does That's not true. have pico de gallo. Yes, you, you brought that up. Yes. That's true. So I think that that is a major difference. Okay. Because Fair I really, enough. really, really like pico de gallo. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I will eat a lot of it. So I will Good. put extra on my burrito if I am able to do so. So there's that. But I have to say, my new favorite burrito after like two and a half years of kind of being a hater is Papalote's mole, oh, mole no. tofu. And you know what it is? Because I, I didn't like Papalote for a long time. I was like, what the hell is this? They like serve it on a plate and like you're supposed to eat it with a knife and fork. Like they don't even wrap it in foil for you. And then, and I didn't like it because when you get like the plain old vegetarian one, you, it comes with like big chunks of like carrots and like the chunks yeah. of carrots are like four inches long and they're just like gigantic pieces of carrot and then like potato and mushroom and they just they always were kind of like dry and like yeah. overly starchy and whatever but if you get the the mole tofu one and then there's like the mole sauce uh -huh. and then if you get it with guacamole it's like the perfect burrito is it a party in your mouth it pretty much is a party in your mouth and it's got Lots of protein because you get the tofu and the beans and everything else. And it's huge. So even though I can generally finish a, a whole yeah. El Toro burrito these days, I cannot finish a whole Pablote burrito. In fact, well, I'm willing to give Pablote a second chance to try this burrito. We should have, we'll see. We should have a, we should go to Pablote. Yeah, we should. And we can have burritos and then yes. talk about them. <laughs> we could even bring the little recorder. We could. Yes. So, so that's, that's my thing. I, um, my husband insists that Cancun is the best burrito. I like Cancun okay, but I think it's too spicy. Like, even when you get it with like non-spicy salsa and stuff, there's always this, it's just spicy. And it sometimes overpowers the flavor of everything else. Plus they have shitty guacamole. <laughs> and I get guacamole on just about everything that I can. So. Yeah, yeah. There's no excuse for shitty guacamole. It's so easy. Pretty much. I think that covers it. Yes. Any other major notable burrito places in town? You know, I have to say, um, I live in North Oakland and I'm kind of in a burrito desert. There's a place around the corner for my... That's sad. <laughs> it's very sad. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of places down around International Avenue that uh, have really good vegan burritos, but um, I'm not I'm not too familiar with Fruitvale, and um, so I'll have to explore that a little more. Mm -hmm. But in my neighborhood, there's not really much. There's a, one taqueria that just has just got a new owner, so I'm not to check out to see if they have like vegan meat. Whatnot, but yeah, I'm in a bit of a, of a burrito desert, and even even the like you know the one place you could count on for like you know edible burritos, which is High Tech Burrito, which is a chain run High by, Tech Burrito, yeah, which is run by Gringos from Marin County. Um, it was in uh, Berkeley, and it closed, and now it's a Thai food restaurant. Um, also run by gringos from uh, Berlin, yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's so funny because they kept like the the high tech burrito like awning and like all the, the logos and stuff. They just like painted over it like Thai food. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, um, so yeah, there's no, I wish there was a burrito near my place. Somebody needs to do a burrito desert um, map. Somebody recently did a, a very informative uh, food desert map uh, of all of the United States. Yeah, yeah. You can like zoom in and see. And that's really cool. But um, I think it would be kind of a funny spin-off of that to do yeah. a, a detailed map of San Francisco. Burrito and a burrito desert is like basically wherever you have to walk more than like six blocks. To get I'd say less. Place. I'd say like three, three blocks to get a burrito. Yeah. Or like a good, a good burrito. A good burrito. Because yeah. that's the thing. I guess I have a uh, taqueria really close to my house. But I've never been there because it kind of doesn't look great. And Mike's been there a couple times. And, yeah. Like and I'm just yeah. like, what good is that? <laughs> what good is it having a taqueria two blocks from home? Yeah. It, it's not anything that you ever want to eat. Yeah, that's sad. I think Soma would be largely a burrito desert. Emeryville is like <laughs> no fucking burrito Mars. Actually, no, they have a Taco Del Mar. Really? Yeah. Taco Del Mar is uh, what you can get in Edmonton, the biggest of all burrito deserts. <laughs> In Canada. So I guess uh, shame on uh, North Berkeley, or North Oakland and, yeah. and Berkeley because Emeryville is less of a burrito <laughs> desert than you. Yeah. Taco Del Mar is pretty shitty though. Is it? I know it's like re- I know vegans that don't live in San Francisco rave about it because it's like probably their only option. Uh, I mean, maybe there's some <laughs> regional fluctuation, but oh. I was really excited when one opened up in Edmonton, uh-huh. because I was like, it was pretty much the only place you could get a real burrito, like you know, San Francisco style burrito. Yeah. Um, and um, it sucked. <laughs> it majorly sucked. Because wow. I would come to San Francisco, and partly this is maybe an incredible place, but I'd come to San Francisco to visit, you know, and I would eat tons of burritos, <laughs> amazing burritos. And then I would come back and I would want, like, crave, like, an El Toro burrito. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to get one. All that I'd be able to get is something from Taco Del Mar, and I'd always be, like, really disappointed. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't think that they were very good. And they were expensive. Yeah. Like, a bean and rice burrito was, like, literally, like, nine bucks. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And they were really, like, I think they were, like, seven fifty to start, and then if you wanted, like, guacamole, it was, like, $1.50 or something. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I can understand guacamole being expensive, but rice and beans, really? Yeah. Like, they well, store forever. And they would give they you, like... wherever, you know? Well, and, and, like, the guacamole, like, you know, maybe I'd pay $1.50 for, like, a bunch of good guacamole. Yeah. But this was, like, not good. And yeah. And it was, like, a teaspoon, literally. Like, the guy... Yeah. The people who owned it were, like, the stingiest people ever. And, oh, like, man. you know, they were... <laughs> You know, this is obviously like, you know, they bought this franchise right. and they were going to, you know, it was going to be their thing and their livelihood. And so, like, I, you know, I, I understand that, like, you have to protect your yeah. livelihood, but at the same time, like, you don't really do a good job of getting people to, like, come back or like your yeah. place by being totally crazy stingy. They'd be like... You know, like, you'd ask for guacamole and you'd see them, like, making your burrito. And they would literally take out, like, a little spoon uh-huh. and put, like, one little spoon and, like, smear it on the tortilla. Uh-huh. And you'd just be like, all right, I'll totally taste that. Thank you. Yeah, really. <laughs> that is, that's not how you get guacamole. So, Taco Del Mar. Let's, we no. should touch upon um, a burrito no-nos. Okay, yeah. Because I don't think that, you know, we, we spend so much time talking about... Uh, what we do like. Yeah, what what makes a good burrito that we should, we should also talk about what makes a bad burrito. Okay. Um, and, you know, I never really had bad burrito experience. You know, I'm from California, so right. I, I generally have great burrito experiences. Um, until I went to Philadelphia for college, and okay. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> I went to a That place. must have been very confusing. Oh, sad. my God. It was sad. There was one place... I, it was like I had this. It was this crazy reaction, this emotional roller coaster that happened within the space of like two seconds for me, where I was walking downtown and I saw a restaurant, and I saw it was a Mexican restaurant. And I was like, oh my god! And then I saw it was called El Azteca, and I was like, huh? That doesn't sound right. Because my my one of my friends in high school, her parents owned a, a taco place called um, La Azteca. And then I thought, okay. wait, the they gave it the wrong gender. And then my heart sank. I was like, oh. 
Like I, I cannot. Like I'm not even gonna try to eat at a place that can't even get the language right. That's sad. Like how can you, how how are you gonna make me a decent burrito if you can't tell the difference? You can't tell Azteca is L or La. Yeah. So that was really disappointing. But I also went to this other place. God, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was like. Go Maxos or something like that. I, it was some stupid place. It was like this Mexican restaurant in University City in Philadelphia. Um, <clears throat> and their burritos uh, were like, and keep in mind, this is like 1999 prices. Okay. Their burritos were like $7. Wow. So yeah, that was like $2 above what a burrito should cost right. in 1999. Right. Um, they had came with like spinach and goat cheese, and then when my burrito arrived, um, there is a proper way of folding a burrito. And you know, when you order at a taqueria in San Francisco, you watch them folding it, and right. it's you know, it's an art form. It's, it's yeah, it's a I've skill. never been able to do that. Yeah, it's it's admirable. So this burrito that I got, it was basically like it was a tortilla that hadn't been steamed or warmed up, Whatever. so it was like stiff and not pliable. Ever and it. it they basically, it looked like they had plopped the filling onto a plate and then put the tortilla on top and then kind of tucked the edges under. So it was square on top. And then the edges like didn't meet on the bottom. They were just tucked under. And I was like, what the fuck is this thing? How is a pile of slop with a tortilla on top? This is not a fucking burrito. Oh dear. I was so incredibly disappointed. So yeah, my, I guess my, my basic, um, my layout, my, my burrito rules are okay. um, adjusted for inflation. Right. A burrito should not cost more than $7. I agree. Unless you add like really fancy shit. You know, right. Which yes. may include guacamole because avocados can be expensive. It can be. Um, especially depending on where you live. So, you know, $7 is the general baseline for burrito price. Sorry, I'm listening. I'm just uh, yeah, no looking problem. up something that is pertinent to this conversation. Okay, good. Um, burritos should always come with complimentary chips and salsa. Even if you're a little stingy with the chips, they should always come with free chips and salsa. I Charging agree. extra for chips and salsa, even if it's like the first batch, is fucking shitty and stingy. And, um, yeah, burritos should always be round. That's, you know, you think it, yeah, you'd think it would go without saying, but yeah, it should also, it, it should always be a cylindrical shape. I agree. Uh, so you're, I'm sorry, but your uh, your discussion of the sad square burrito yes. reminded me of um, the uh, New York burrito, okay, um, which has been making the rounds in uh, San Francisco. I don't know blogs or something. It's maybe a little bit old. The New York burrito. Yeah, basically. New Yorker's interpretation of the burrito and oh, the God. shittiness thereof. Oh, another no-no for burritos is um, burritos should not have carrots or potatoes. I I agree. With that. Or carrots asparagus. No, they really shouldn't have anything fucking fancy. Fancy, nothing the, fancier than like onions, tomato, avocado. Um, lettuce if you want it <laughs> cilantro you know it's uh, it's fine to have and like wraps you know uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with wraps I enjoy them they're like yeah. sandwiches and a tortilla sometimes you want a tortilla instead of like yeah. a giant hunk of bread and I can respect that I'm all for it but you cannot call a wrap a burrito indeed you know you just That's, you yes. can't and, that is an excellent point. Yeah. And if you're putting asparagus and like goat cheese in that shit, it's not a burrito. It's no. a wrap. And if you're folding it square and not even like wrapping it, then it's yeah. nothing. It's like a pile of food covered by a tortilla. See, it's like you've tucked it in. A burrito is basically white people food pretending to be Mexican food. Right. But when you put like goat cheese and spinach in that shit and call it a wrap, you know, and it, or call it a burrito, it's still, it's a wrap. Yes. But it's 
white people food pretending, not pretending to be Mexican food, it's pretending to be white people food. Yes. And, you know, we want our, our burrito mystique. We want to pretend that we're eating foreign food. Yes. But, you know, when you introduce the bougier elements, it just reminds us that we're eating the same old white person misappropriated bullshit that we always eat. Yeah. Just like uh, chop suey. Here, here. <laughs> which, which I like. I like yeah. chop suey. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a time and a place. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So, I'm sorry. I was unable to find it. But basically, there is a picture of a New York burrito, which was like a gigantic overstuffed tortilla like that looked like it was barely folded and then it was covered with melted cheese what? and every and San Franciscans were seeing this picture and like shitting themselves laughing because well, that is a tostada my friend yeah because it's not a burrito but, um, or possibly a taco salad maybe but it's like an upside down taco salad <laughs> and like without the deep fried elements so so yeah <laughs> um, I think so, I think we have thoroughly covered the okay. burrito issue. Good. So uh, moving on, we, we'll spare your uh, your your drums. Yes. All right. So Alex, who is also a uh, friend of the show, yeah, uh, writes to us um, to let us know she's going to Edmonton. And I saw uh, that she got bumped up to first class. Yes, lucky lady. That was very lucky. That's awesome. Uh, I got bumped up to first class once, and it was when my hair was really short in high school, and it was totally not worth it because the stewardess called me sir. Oh my god. Yeah. But it was rude. <laughs> but anyway, you totally didn't look like a dude, you know? <laughs> well, she goes, sir, ma'am. Like that. Maybe maybe that was like an issue of just like not taking a good look at you. Probably the fact that you're like an Amazon. Like I had a kerchief on my head. Not many men wear kerchiefs on their head. That's true though. Maybe she thought you were like a biker. That would, maybe, be, that would be kind of cool. It's true. I would actually be pretty stoked to be mistaken for a biker. <laughs> um, so yeah, she said she's going to Edmonton for the Alberta Harm Reduction Conference. But I read it really fast, and I thought it was the Alberta Ham Conference, and I thought she was being brave with us. I was like, oh yes, you're going to the Ham Conference. Ha ha ha, I get it, you're vegan. Um, then she sent us a link to the article about the actual uh, police officer at York University in Toronto who suggested that women can avoid sexual assault if they don't dress like a slut. Right, thank you. Which thank is you what, for that. Which is what uh, prompted the slut walk. Yes, right. thank you for that, that link for our reference. That was that was the original slut walk and then after yes. that I, I believe there have been some questionable interpretations of ah, what that yes. means. Um, but yes, <laughs> we talked about that. So Yes. Um, and so she adds, uh, you guys are making San Francisco sound like the Arctic. Just wanted to gently remind you that frostbite or getting snowed in is rarely a concern for you folks. This is true. Although. I would point out to Alex that I have lived in Edmonton for longer than she has been alive. Still. <laughs> and I retain the right to bitch about the cold because I know cold. Yes. San Francisco's cold. Alex should come a, down here and visit us. It's a unique kind of cold that can't be explained in other parts it's, of the world. You know what it is? It's, it's a really, it's a cold that like crawls inside your bones and doesn't respond well to like layering uh -huh. or physical activity. Yes. Like it's very rare that I'll be cold and I'll be like, all right, well, I'll just walk for 20 minutes or like, oh, yeah. like, whatever and and I'll warm up that doesn't usually happen usually yeah. if I'm cold the only thing that I can do is like turn on the heat or suffer yeah our cold is like a ghost so take that ghost Canada. cold yes and and yeah our, not, our cold haunts you not not that we would complain about you know I mean obviously it's not like a life-threatening cold which yeah. is what I grew up having right right um but it is cold. It does feel very cold when you're here. So yeah. So there you go. <laughs> my my response to Alex is get off my lawn. <laughs> Although we don't have to ever uh, shovel snow off our cars so, or our, our front step. So. I have fulfilled my lifetime snow shoveling quota. So yeah, I'm fine with that. I have not, but I'm also fine with it. <laughs> Who knows? I'll, I'll probably end up moving to Sweden at some point in my life. I'll, I'll fulfill my quota there. Yes. 
Um, and then she asks, um, if you were an animal, what type of animal would you be? That's a deep question, man. It is a deep question. Um, well, I mean, this is totally, like, not, I haven't given this extensive amount of time. Like, there hasn't been, like, an edited, like, four-day pause here. Um, I would probably be a cat, I think. And the reason for that is... I have, right now, we have five cats in our house. Oh my um, two of them are going to other homes within a couple weeks, but right now we have five. But they, like, rule the house, and they have the sweetest lives ever, where they, like, just get fed, and they hang around, and they, like, me and Mike are their bitches. <laughs> and they just have the best lives ever, so... I wouldn't mind that for me. How about you? So you, you would like to be your cat, specifically? A, a well-treated cat. <laughs> um, I can see the appeal of being a cat. Cats are kind of badass. Mm -hmm. um, I like mongooses, though. Mongoose. I guess it would be mongooses. I don't know. I think either one would be okay. okay. Because um, I've read about them and they just seem really badass. Like, they just don't give a fuck, man. That's like the honey badger. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to be a honey badger then. <laughs> like, they'll fuck you up just because fuck you. Right. That's why. Exactly. I like that. I like their style. Right. What can I say? Right. <laughs> honey badger don't care. That's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, don't uh, know, I, don't that know, I don't know what I would be. I I think Honey Badger would probably be my first choice. Okay. I think that's a pretty good choice. Yeah, good. So you'd have to bite the heads off snakes. Off snakes. Whatever. It's <laughs> not a very vegan thing to say. But that's my Honey Badger self. So oh, speaking. okay. Honey I guess you couldn't be, be vegan. You couldn't be vegan. Yeah, neither. Yeah. How telling is that that both of our animals are, can't be vegan? <laughs> Wow. I would like eat <laughs> birds and mice and all that stuff. And you would eat snakes. I would eat humans. I would be like the lone rogue honey badger that hunts down humans. Ah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and they'd have to like kill me because I developed a taste for human flesh. <laughs> you're, the, you're the honey badger that would have to be destroyed. Yeah. The man-eating honey badger. So, um, I just realized that I had something that I wanted to discuss. Yes. I've discussed ad nauseum with you, but <laughs> I feel like our listeners would benefit from the, from the story and from the discussion. Yes. Um, and it sort of, sort of picks up on the odd street harassment. Yes, yes, I was um, going to bring that up. Yes, so we've talked about in the past. So, um, I guess this was last week now. Yeah. Uh, where I was... Yeah, we took a week off because of the rapture, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, and we, we were raptured up um, and then God kicked us out. Right. That's why it didn't happen for everybody else. Right. And it was also Mike's birthday, so yeah. he had to turn old and uh, I had to be there, so... <laughs> and so did you. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was waiting at the bus stop uh, last week, which is on a fairly busy street. Uh, in a fairly touristy part of town. Yeah. Though the place that I was waiting like wasn't in front of any kind of interesting artwork or landmark or anything right. like that. It was just kind of on the street. And uh, and I was, I was standing about two feet from the curb and I was just kind of dicking around on my phone. And I see a black car pull up, like turn the corner, um, turn right from like the street that was to the left uh -huh. of me. So turn like into the lane right next to the curb where I was standing. It's going kind of slow, and that's not really that unusual because there's lots of tourists. Never. Um, but it was in the bus stop, and so I kind of took notice because I was like, oh, what asshole thinks that he can park in the bus stop? Right. And I noticed it kind of really slowed down and almost stopped in front of the benches, like just about 15 feet to my left, where there was like a couple people sitting, and then come and like basically stop right in front of me. And I noticed there's a guy sitting in the front seat, and that the passenger side window is not uh, is rolled down and the guy takes out his camera and takes like 20 pictures of me like he has like a rapid fire kind of thing and he just like 
presses down the shutter and it takes like 20 pictures of me and I give him the finger uh-huh. because I don't want my picture taken and I yeah. just like I, I it happened pretty fast but at the same time it was like you know it was, he was there for long enough that I could yeah. have been like what the fuck do you think you're doing stop it right now yeah. and have lots of time to say that yeah. Um, so he took all these pictures of me, and then without a word of anything, just drives off. And I was like, "Yeah." What the fuck? And, I, and at first, I was just kind of like, "What? What, is, what a weirdo! Like that's weird, you know? That's so weird." And then as I thought about it more and more, I was like, "That sucks. Fuck that guy." Yeah. And I got more and more pissed off because I was like, "What the hell?" And um, you know, I. I it would have been one thing if I'd have been like in the background of somebody's photo or or something like that. Or even if somebody had like taken a photo of me in the distance as where it was like, you know, a person waits at the bus stop in San Francisco kind of thing. Like that doesn't really bother me. I'm not super paranoid about like my image. I'm not paranoid about like people knowing what I look like. I don't even really care if some if like somebody's like, oh she's hot and I'm gonna jerk off to her later. Like I don't really <laughs> care about that. Uh-huh. It, you know, whatever. But I was just so pissed. Because I was like I I've talked in the past about how annoying and horrible I find like fashion blogs right, and air quotes yeah. that are just basically like, you know, either blogs where women discuss what they're wearing but really what they're doing is taking like 20 like wistful like you know I wish I was a model photos and putting it up on their blog for people to tell them that they're pretty there are some really great fashion blogs like um, Tracy who you know um, has a really really great blog called The Closet Shopper where she actually talks about what she's wearing and like how to combine things and where she puts up one or two pictures of herself and she always looks really great but it's about the clothes and it's about being creative and it's about like working with what you have and it's really good. Yeah. Anyways, Tracy's blog is great. But I was just like, I bet you anything this guy did that either for like some like street fashion thing right. or for like, you know, some bullshit like urban photography project. And I was just like, I do not want to be yeah. some like unwilling model in some douchebag, like self-important fashion thing. Like even if even and even if you know he thinks that anybody would be really happy to be featured on one of those things, I'm like fuck you. I wouldn't. I don't. And maybe that's giving myself too much credit. I wasn't wearing anything particularly awesome. I love I love what it says about you that you are more offended by the idea of being on somebody's fashion blog than you are of, of being somebody's like jerk off like spank bank picture. I'm a dick. That's what <laughs> says about me. I'm an asshole. No, no, no awesome. I mean, I have, I have, I mean, you know, we've discussed this. It means Sorry. that you rec- recognize that masturbation is an important physical necessity, whereas fashion blogs are not. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, I have a very forward-thinking approach to sexuality. Well, I mean, really, I just have a very <laughs> troubled relationship with fashion, in that mostly I hate it. Um, but, so I, so... My response, my impotent rage, I my what I was able to do is I, I started a thread on the PBK with, for the impotent rage thread, and that was somewhat therapeutic. And then I uh, posted a misconnection on Craigslist, right? Where I said, um, you know, it was pretty short. It was just basically saying, "Fuck you," you know, to the, the you took my picture, you know, North Beach, whatever, cross street or whatever. And the ad said something like, you know. Fuck you, you know. You should ask people's permission before you take their photos. Like, that was creepy and stupid and up yeah. And it wasn't like super angry. Right. I mean, it was like pretty, like, you know, fuck you, obviously. But it wasn't yeah. like, I'm having a stroke right now. <laughs> and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like super long, like I'd given this tons of thought. Like, it was too long. Yeah. And so I started to get responses. Yeah, people um, have way too much time on their hands. And uh, I think I'm actually going to try and read some of them. Oh, God. Um, I felt really bad reading some of those. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, like, I got... Jordan doesn't need to hear this well, I mean, the thing is, creepy experience. I can handle it, you yeah. know? Like, I can... I'm. If someone's going to beg on some woman for being a bitch, I guess I'd rather that it be me, because I'm not going to internalize that and take it right. home and... Like, that's not going to make me question myself. Right, that's right. going to make me say, wow, you're a real asshole <laughs> to whoever said it to me. So the first the first email that I got 
was uh, from somebody named John. Garfield's owner? <laughs> Perhaps. And John reminds me that in a public place like a bus stop, the general public has no expected or implicit right to privacy. Other people can take pictures in public places of things in the area, and that includes taking pictures of the general public. Sorry. Sorry, babe. Right. That's how it is. So I responded to John, I'm not suing the guy, I'm telling him he's a dick for doing that. Legal or not, pulling up and taking close-up shots of a total stranger is a shitty move. Fair enough. So John and I went back and forth for a long time. Oh dear. John said, asked me if it really mattered. I said, uh, yes, and if you're not that guy, I'm not sure why it matters to you. And then he suggested that I should calm down before I, I croak of an unnecessary heart attack because it's just a picture. So we went back and forth. Calm down, baby. You should smile more. We went back to that and, and uh, you know. Jesus. Eventually, I told him that I didn't really understand why he needed to yeah, speak up on behalf of this photographer. Because he is a dude. And, uh, and, I, and finally, I kind of ended the, the exchange by saying, you know, look, I'm not going to cry about this. I'm not going to have a stroke. I was just venting on Craigslist. I don't know why it's so important to you that you call me out or whatever. But anyways, have a nice life. Take care. And, uh, and I got a response. And then um, roughly an hour later, he popped up on my G-chat, uh, having apparently Googled my email address. And popped up on my G-chat to say, so you used to live in Canada. Creeper. And I didn't respond. Um, uh -huh. And then I got another email about an hour after that saying, you seem more calm now. Good job. Good job. Yes. So that was... Did that you include was, an e-pat on the yeah. head? Well, that, the, the sad thing is that was the least... Um, that was the least offensive <laughs> thing that I got. Uh, and other gems that I got included... Um, Oh, this one wasn't that bad. Basically saying, what was that about? Why did he do that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> see. There was one girl who had it happen to her friend, right? Yes, one per one woman emailed me to say that, uh, to ask if the guy was driving a Prius because something similar happened to a friend. Creepy. And then I got this one. Maybe he thought you were hot. Ever think of that? Well, did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and and what was your response to that? Well, I mean, thought? I'm a pretty good-looking woman. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, I'm not the snappiest dresser, and when I'm standing at a bus stop wearing like my 85 layers of clothing, uh, pretty much all of which yes. are designed to make me look you're a hideous bigger troll. and like I don't know, vaguely intimidating, but not beat you over the head intimidating. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think that there are contexts in which I'm pretty hot. I think standing at the bus stop, like, fucking around on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But this was my favorite. Um, sorry to hear about your trauma. You must be hot for somebody spelled S-M-B-D-Y to take your photo. He's too busy for silk for uh, vowels. Yeah. Um, and then there was actually somebody who posted a reply on Craigslist that basically said, why are you being such a bitch? You probably thought you were hot. Yeah, stop being such a bitch, so, Jordan. So, I mean... So you're a bitch if a guy thinks you're hot and you're not flattered by that. I like that. Yeah, and if a guy takes your photo to do God knows what with. Yeah. Like using a professional-grade camera. You know, like... And that's, that's the thing. It's not that I'm creeped out or scared by any of this. It's that I think it's really unfair that somebody should be able to come up, take, like, what I assume because of his camera are, like, professional-grade photos of me to do whatever the hell he wants with. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe, maybe like, he just wanted a picture of, like, the texture of my jacket so that he could right. create some kind of digital art or something. <laughs> like, I know Mike takes pictures of things like tabletops right, and whatever, right. um, and he uses that to But if that texture. were the case, he should have said something to you. Well, exactly. That and, like, you know, it's not like I was wearing anything that was so crazy. Yeah. That, like, I mean, you could pretty much go and get a picture of a denim vest anywhere if you wanted the denim. But, oh, God. I, but, I mean, it just really pissed me off because yeah. all these people were like, well, what's I your problem? Why. <laughs> why are you Why are you so uh, uptight about all this stuff? Like, why are you being such a bitch? And I'm like, so, 
I mean, for one, I totally understand that this guy was probably within his legal rights to do that. Though, depending oh, yeah, on what totally. he does with the pictures, he may not be. Yeah. Um, if I show up on like some internet site and my consent has not been given, which it has not, then he's not within his legal rights. <laughs> um, I like that your husband is searching the porn sites for you. Oh, God. Um, I was wearing way too many clothes to be fitted in any kind of form, but I don't know, I just, it, I guess it's just another, like, example of the way that society thinks that they're entitled to not only comment on women and their appearance, but, you know, like, yeah. take actual liberties with women and their appearance. Yeah, and, and again, sick. like, you know, I got a lot of responses on the PDK from people who were like, oh, that's scary, oh, that's, you know, and yeah. I'm like, and I understand that a lot of women would feel that way, and I totally yeah. respect that they would, but I just, I was pissed off that people kind of interpreted my response that way, because that's not how I feel, I'm not scared, I'm not, but, I don't know, I'm just pissed off. And, yeah, yeah, I'd be really angry. And I just don't like it that people feel like they can do that. it's taking something without your permission. Right. I mean, it's Like my soul. <laughs> If you believe that, yes. <laughs> I guess that uh, that old saying, don't read the comments, doesn't really apply if the comments are being emailed to your inbox. Yeah, and you know, like I, <laughs> like I said, I can handle it, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not really hurt by any of these things. I'm more just like frustrated yeah. at the, at the but state of humanity. But it belies a disturbing, you know, trend that you know that, that there are people, so many people out there that think like this, like, well, what's the problem? He probably thought you were cute, so what's yeah, the harm? Right, like, exactly. You know, like, how far does that, how far, how far do you logically take it? Like, right, and the thing is, like, the sad thing is that a lot of people take it really far. Like, yeah. You know, like, he probably thought you were really cute. Why are you so bothered that he, like, grabbed your ass? Or why exactly. are you so bothered that he raped you? Exactly, you know? exactly. And, uh, I don't know, just, I think that, I think the more women should stand up and say stuff and, and one of the things that made me the most pissed off is that it happened and I was so taken aback yeah. when it was happening that I didn't do what I should have done which is yelled at the guy and said what the fuck are you doing yeah. you can't take my picture yeah. you know like even even just that much I mean hopefully he would have stopped and I would have gotten to yell at him like a lot more because <laughs> I thought of so many good things to say since then but I'm pissed off that like the way that he did it was so sneaky and like just ambushy that yeah. he you know, I didn't even get a chance to, like, say, yeah. fuck you, stop that. <laughs> and that's the thing that pisses me off probably the most, more than having my picture taken, yeah. is that, like, the way that he did it was, like, you know, no, who could possibly say no to that because yeah, it was exactly. so fast and, like, yeah. so unexpected and, like, you know, yeah. Shitty. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> Dude taking photos, if you're listening. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I want to fuck you up. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's dick. Oh, well, that's his okay. child. I think I think we'll <laughs> be able to cope. Yeah, I think I think our listeners will be okay. So uh, we haven't received any um, post-apocalypse stories. No. I'm a little disappointed. Maybe all our listeners got raptured. Maybe our listeners are pretty godly and you know whatever. Saintly. Well. If you uh, if you manage to crawl uh, your way to an email address, then let us know how your post-apocalyptic experience is going. Yeah. Though I mean, I guess it's not really going to be very post-apocalyptic until October oh, yeah. 21st, when the world is just going to be destroyed. Yeah. My so birthday is going to be awesome this year. <laughs> so I think that we're basically just going to be totally fucked because we're not going to get any like post-apocalyptic like you know whatever yeah we're just going to get absorbed in a ball of fire on October 26th and die yeah I don't apparently I don't get to party for six months without a Christian I was going to get pregnant six times and get an abortion six times. That's what I was going to do with the six months without Christians. You're a terrible person. I know, isn't it great? <laughs> anyway, email us and we'll be back soon. Yeah. Tell us about the craziest thing that any street harasser has ever done to you. Jesus Christ. Please do, but it may explode our brains. Yeah.